The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And on today's AI Today podcast episode, we're going to continue along with our AI education series, sharing some of the insights from our Cognolytica Executive Education subscriptions that we have been doing now for the past many years, educating folks from a wide range of organizations, from the largest of enterprises to the smallest, to public sector agencies at, you know, a whole lot of levels. You know, we've been spending a lot of time with folks because education is where it's at right now. And many of you, of course, who are listening to this AI Today podcast, many of you are listening to get educated, which is fantastic because AI is a transformative technology. We've been here, unfortunately, many times before with the AI winters, you know, that comes and it goes. And here we are again. Let's Hope that it sticks around for a while this time around. And so this education will help you take advantage of that. And um, in today's uh, episode, we're going to be spending some time on model evaluation, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, as mentioned, this is one of the many courses that we offer at courses.cognolytica. That's courses.cognolytica.com, where you can see all of the 50 plus courses we have and more understanding on how to make AI work for you and wh whatever your particular role is in your organization. Exactly. And as Ron mentioned, you know, we do have, this is part of our AI education series podcast. So we do have others and we encourage you to listen to it if you'd like to learn more about the various topics that we're discussing. And I know that some of our podcast listeners have actually taken our education back when it was in person or now through our online education. And so we always love to hear from you and to continue to educate you. So thank you for that. Uh, we, you know, as Ron mentioned, we do spend a ton of time educating people. I mean, not just on our podcasts, but also at Cognolytica as well, because artificial intelligence is transformative and people need to understand, you know, specifics about it. So we train all the way from the foundations all the way up. And we offer role-specific education, executive level education, because we understand that, you know, People at organizations, not everybody is the same. There's executive level procurement, implementers. We want to make sure that our education is specifically tailored towards each of those specific roles. Um, we know that, you know, jobs are not a one size fits all. So your education shouldn't be either. And our education does follow best practices of both Edison data science framework, and also it's been optimized for the Department of Defense Jake archetypes as well. We have over 50 courses in our course catalog, and we continue to add content to the library regularly. So if you are a subscribing customer, please do check it out just to see what's been updated and also added. And if you are new, then definitely make sure to check it out so you can see our very robust library. But in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about model evaluation and testing. So, you know, in general, our education goes into great detail explaining and breaking down AI and all the, you know, related areas with that. But it's it's important to talk about, you know, once you have your model, you need to evaluate it and test it and make sure that it's good. So today's topic is really going to be talking about, and, you know, we had said this is just a, sh a sh short, like, snippet, um, you know, from our education. 
that is much longer, but it'll be a nice healthy chunk. Um, and it'll give you an idea of what is overfit and underfit and bias and variance of data. Then we'll also talk about, you know, the importance of tuning models, what that means, why it matters, and then also how to optimize hyperparameters to address the issues of overfit and underfit. Yeah. So um, usually I like to sort of tee up the uh, the excerpt that you're going to be listening to here. And and part of the reason why we talk about model evaluation is because it's actually part of the CPMAI methodology. So some of you may have already gone through this, but as you know, there is a methodology for doing AI and machine learning projects um, that is based on the CRISP methodology that's been over 20 years and of course had to be adapted because 20 years ago we were talking about data mining, which was the DM part of CRISP-DM and not talking about AI and machine learning. And so therefore we have to do some different things. We're, we're basically training machines to, with, with machine learning. It's not the same thing as generating reports and things like that. But um, one of the things you have to do is the methodology in the phase five of CPMEI is evaluate the model that you just built and trained in phase four to basically make sure that the model's performing as it should. You know, did you select the right algorithm? Did you use the right parameters to configure, the hyperparameters to configure that algorithm to perform? Is it performing well against the real world data, the training data, the test data, all that stuff, the validation? So we spent a lot of time going over that. You know, The slides are necessary to understand a lot of the content because you have to understand the learning curves and confusion matrices, ROC curves, uh, lots of other different uh, ways of evaluating things. But Fortunately for you in this excerpt, you won't need to visualize anything because we paint a little picture for you. So uh, go ahead, we'll listen to this, and then we'll we'll catch you after this education uh, session is uh, excerpts completed. Now to to answer a little bit here about these issues of of overfit and underfit. So you can think of this issue that we have these two related ideas. One is called bias, and one is called variance, and the idea of, of bias is sort of like, are you aiming, you know, in the right direction? Is your, you know, is there accuracy to your predictions, right? Um, and at the other side, we have this issue of variance, which is what's the spread? You know, you can sort of think about it. Here we have the sort of picture of like aiming at a bullseye with like a bunch of arrows, right? The top left is what you, the ideal case is what you want. You'd want to basically, if you're going to basically make a bunch of predictions with your model, you want them always to be sort of on target. So you're always providing the right answer. And also you don't want the spread of answers to be too wide. You don't want, you'd be like, you know, answer number 10 is that different, <laughs> you know, from a spread from answer number five, right? Because the greater the spread, the the more wrong it is, right? Well, let's just say we we have uh, a lot, you know, we're aiming at the right place, but the spread is wide. Now we have this issue of high variance. So bias basically addresses how precise it is. Is it like aiming in the correct place? Are we, you know, is the model even pointing at the right location, right? So low bias means it's pointed in the right place and high bias means it's not sort of like, oh, you're kind of way off. You know, that's what the high bias part is. Variance has to do with the spread, which is when you have in those various different predictions, what is sort of like the differences between them? Is there like a big difference between, you know, as I mentioned, between prediction one, 10 and 20, you know, and if there's a lot of differences and if you're like, if you say, well, we're accurate, but we're accurate plus or minus 10%, you know, that 10% spread may really lead you into inaccurate territory. Whereas you might say, well, we are, we don't have a lot of spread, you know, it's plus or minus, you know, one or 2%, but, but we're not pointing in the right place. So you have that issue in the bottom left 
chart there, you have a low bias, meaning that, I'm sorry, yeah, a, a low variance, meaning that the spread is not that wide, but you have high bias because you're kind of pointing in the wrong place. And of course, in the bottom right, you have the worst of both worlds where not only is it not accurate, it's not pointing to the, wrong, to the wrong place, but you have huge spread. Actually, in some cases, having high variance with low bias is better than having high bias and low variance. If the if the spread is wide enough, you might just accidentally hit that bullseye, even if you're not even aiming in the right place. So look, if, if your aim is going to be bad, you might as well have a high spread because, you know, you know, if you're saying, well, I, I might be off, but but I'm off by, you know, plus or 10, per, plus or minus 10%, maybe one of those plus or minus 10% might hit the bullseye. Whereas if you're like, no, all of my shots are like tightly clustered, they're all like within plus or minus one or 2%, but I'm off, then that pretty much guarantees that all of your responses will be right. Now, we think about this in terms of underfitting and overfitting. What we mean by underfitting and overfitting, and that's with regards to the training data. So if you have training data, that's basically identifying a bunch of images, let's just say cat or not cat, you know, is there a cat in the image, right? And you've created some model that basically takes your image data and, and determines if there's a cat or not. Now you can build a very, very simple model, basically almost like flipping a coin. Let's say <laughs> flip a coin, Heads, it's cat, tails, it's not cat. Well, that's a dumb model. It doesn't really work. And maybe you're right 50% of the time, right? Um, maybe, right? Uh, well, in that situation, that model is really si simple, but it doesn't. it's not really very accurate. So it's like you have this high bias. It's sort of like the, you know, because it's underfitting. It's sort of like, well, it doesn't really fit too well to the training data. It hasn't really been, t been tightened to the training data. Therefore, it's not going to be accurate because it's not, you know, doesn't really suit the training data and therefore it won't really suit the real world data either. Now, the opposite of that is you could build a highly complicated model with lots of layers of super deep learning neural net. You take all of your images or you build a decision tree and it's sort of like, yep, yep, here we go. This, is, this fits our training data really, really well, right? The problem is, is that you basically built the model too tight to the... Uh, training data. And therefore, it is also inaccurate because it sort of has this low variance problem. It's like the spread isn't very wide, but like maybe the real world data differs from the training data in some, some significant ways. And so, yeah, you've aimed properly for the training data, but the real world data differs from the training data. So that bullseye is not where you think the bullseye is. And because your model is so tight, you have low variance. And so, you know, you have this, this sort of, um, you know, issue. So so you know, high over, high variance means that we're overly sensitive to the fluctuations and we have trouble uh, generalizing. So we're overfitting and low variance means that the data is, is generalizable. So so let, let's sort of get into this a little bit. We can do this a little bit more visually, right? So the idea is we're trying to find this balance between the thing is we can't get low bias and low variance because when we're building machine learning model, we have to make the model not too simple because if it's too simple, it sort of underfits, but I can't make it too complicated because then it overfits. We have to find this like sweet spot between the bias and the variance. And that's what we're trying to, that's why it's referred to as a trade-off, which is that you can't have both, right? So underfitting when the model is too general and overfitting when the model is too specific. And that's just a different definition of bias. We actually use the word bias, unfortunately, in three different ways in the context of machine learning. We have the idea of the bias for neural nets which is this additional configuration weights and biases. We of course have bias from the informational bias perspective that information is biased, you know, towards one group, away from one group, overrepresents a group. It's sort of the cognitive bias, you know, issues of 
of diversity and all that. But then this is a different definition of bias. This is more about bias in terms of model bias and uh, you know where the model is making erroneous assumptions. And that's what the high, high bias means. Basically, you're making erroneous assumptions. And high variance means that you're basically trying to overfit like you know every every point that you're trying to do is is fitting the specifics of that point. That's what that spread is because the reason why it's high virus is, is referred to as a spread is because you're trying to make each arrow hit a slightly different point and, and therefore you have a wide spread rather than all the arrows trying to hit the same point in, and there's a spread because of that. So um, we can have errors due to both. You know, you can have errors due to low bias or high bias, low variance, or high variance. You just can't get both. So part of the ways that we sort of get into the situation is we have to tune the hyperparameters, which are we have to tune the configurations that we have put into place for the various models that we're using. So for example, um, you know, we have uh, the neural nets, uh, the hyperparameters might be the initial weights, the learning rate, neurons per hidden layer, the number of hidden layers. You know, for decision trees, it might be minimum node size. For k-nearest neighbors, it's the k in k-nearest neighbors, right? So three, five, seven, whatever the configuration, that's up to you. And the hyperparameter values are set because the learning algorithm doesn't learn them from the training data. You're telling the machine learning algorithm how to learn from the training data and you're using those parameters. If you're saying, I want to do k nearest neighbors where k is seven, you know, basically derive the class from the seventh nearest neighbors. Well, that's up to you. How does the system know to do three, six, eight, 25? You know, it doesn't really know. So how do you set those hyperparameters? Well, you can guess. <laughs> you can use experience. You can use sort of the default. You can use random numbers. You can do what's called sweeping, where you try one hyperparameter and the next and the next and the next. Um, there's a variety of ways of doing it. And, and some of these systems, especially these auto ML systems, have sort of algorithmic approaches to doing it. And sort of like in the top right, sort of if you think about what when you do, when you're training a model, what do the model is, the model is learning the hyper, the, the parameters. It's just learning the straight per model parameters. That's why I call them a parameter. So the parameter might be sort of like the weights and bias. It's actually going to configure that from the data. That's what it's doing over time. You're building that neural network based on the training data. But the hyperparameter tuning is really all about finding the best hyperparameters, which in turn will basically help make the model learn better from the data. So, so this is something we have to do. There are a variety of techniques for doing it. There's some algorithmic techniques. There's some tooling techniques. There's some, you know, guessing techniques that you'll see some interesting videos on this subject. But basically, this is something we need to do. And you can't basically just use some sort of default setting uh, for a particular algorithm and hope that it will create the most optimal model for you based on the training data, because the odds are is that it won't. So you're going to have to do, when you're doing model training and model evaluation, you're going to have to do some form of iterating on that model to get to the right hyperparameter settings. Yes, yeah, so uh, hopefully you learned something a little bit about there. Uh, if you didn't understand overfit and underfit, or you didn't understand bias and variance, hopefully even in that 16 minutes or so, uh, hopefully you, you, you got a little better understanding of that. And even this idea of hyperparameter tuning, which might, you know, these long words, you're like, oh, well, it sounds complicated. It's like, it's just another way of saying, the things that you as the human need to put together because the machine can't do it by itself, you have a lot of choices that you can make and your choices really change the way that these systems behave. So hopefully you understood all of that. And as mentioned, this is really a short part of our overall course, which is on model evaluation. 
and testing, which is itself actually one of many courses within the CPMAI methodology if you're going down that path. And if you do go down that path on the uh, courses site at courses.cognolitica.com, uh, at the end, if you complete all the exercises, you do all the required courses, you will get a certificate. And we have certified many people in the CPMAI methodology, and they're using the methodology, which comes with the workbook, as part of their daily jobs. You know, they may be in project management, they may be in strategic decision making, they may be in procurement or in various different applications, part of the data science team, you know, and they're using these methodology on a daily basis, which is, which is what methodologies are for. It's not shelfware, right? Exactly. <laughs> you can learn more about all this on the courses site. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, again, we know that some of our podcast listeners have gone through the CPMAI certification and are using it themselves. So, uh, you know, we, we always love to get your feedback on that and hear how it's going. So please do reach out. And as Ron mentioned, go to courses.cognolitica.com to check out our full library of content, as well as the CPMAI courses specifically as well. So we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and that you've learned something about model evaluation and testing today. As always, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. We'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, so we'll definitely include a link to the model evaluation and testing course, as well as the CPMAI, you know, so that you can see what's included in the CPMAI methodology, and a link to our courses.cognolitica.com site as well. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter, and more please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.